What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ace Podcast, where we talk all things art, culture, and entertainment, but more specifically, pop culture entertainment. I'm your host, Will the Greatest, and with me, I have my regular co-host, Aaron. Say what's up, Aaron. Yo, what's up, y'all? Good to be back. Well and swell. How you doing, Will? Uh, I'm I'm good. Um, little tired, but but not not from us. But from, I don't know why. I was just like weirdly tired today. I think I just slept a little silly last night, but but good otherwise um been a while how you been man good man had a chill day with my dad today and then i went to the gym for a bit okay. took a nap got to go record for a rejects and i changed i was proud of myself because my, my headlight was out my low beam mm-hmm. light and i didn't go to the mechanic i changed that shit myself and i feel like a, a proper man for fixing my own car Oh, you'll definitely save some some solid money doing it yourself. I had to do that when my uh, one of my side view mirrors got busted about a month or so ago, and so rather than spend like eight hundred dollars getting it replaced and fixed, bought a replacement for like sixty and just changed it myself. It really didn't take that long, um, which is good. But yeah, bro, I made that mistake when I uh, so my car is having like it would take a second to start up, and sometimes mm-hmm. I like trying to turn the ignition a, a couple times and then i thought it was my starter but then i took it to the mechanic this week and it turned out i just need a new battery mm-hmm. and so the battery it was it's a family mechanic so luckily it wasn't too expensive but the battery plus repair cost about 200 dollars. and then my dad was like you probably could have changed that yourself i was like damn because seeing them do it they did it like super quick i'm like oh shit i probably could have done that myself mm-hmm. but next time just buy my own battery watch youtube and fix it myself there you go yeah have i changed yeah i've changed my battery before i think um it's not that hard also doing your own oil change will save you money too yeah i'm trying to think have i done oil change i've definitely put you know i've definitely checked my fluids before but i don't think i've done a full oil change you really gotta get into the car and like get the, the drain pan and everything yeah yeah all of that um which i mean i have a jack and everything so i can do it but but yeah, uh, I guess as far as uh, how things have been since the last time we had an episode, because last time we did was, I think, Barbenheimer. Um, oh, so yeah. yeah. No major updates as far as the strikes, um, but we're going to talk a little bit of DC. A lot of, it's a very superhero heavy episode today. Uh, we got some fun ones to discuss on the back end, and I think we're going to do our first live kind of reaction to something more so for you because it's something i've said we'll we'll get there when we get there but let's start a little bit of oh yeah it's gonna be a it's gonna start with dc and end with dc so uh, as we're recording this on thursday the trailer for aquaman and the lost kingdom has come out um so did you did you see the trailer i did watch the trailer yeah uh what'd you think it was all right <laughs> it, it, reminded, it reminded me of, uh, of Nick's because the the voiceover reminded me of uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. But yeah, the, I'm like, who is he narrating to? Yeah, he was narrating that that part, but also reminded me of Thor: The Dark World as well. Because yeah. getting brother out of jail kind of yeah. thing, and like they both have, they have to work together from the villain from the last movie. But then like, don't get me wrong, I love Yaya. I think Yaya is a great actor, but I was just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care that you fight black I- man. I'm excited to see Black Manta because Black Manta is the sea hater himself. Like he's, he was there in the last one. That's why I, I know, and he's back he's again because he. Hey, look, Black Manta's on the Mount Rushmore of hate. If he can capture 
like he's like reverse flashed here you know in terms of just like hater energy like like he could be he could be a, he's an honorary hateocracy me- member he just hate like yeah they gave him a reason to not like arthur in the first movie but i love in the comics where he's just he just hates he's like you i'll like him like that why not no yeah, reason i just don't like that nigga. like i just don't <laughs> like him swung around with his curly locks and whatever but but no it's like as far as the trailer goes um i thought it was good uh it it made me interested in the movie it's like it, i forget that aquaman was like a dc movie that i enjoyed um you know going it's in and, fun yeah like, i mean it looks it looks fun it doesn't look like it's taking itself seriously Amber Heard showed up for a collective second. I almost forgot she was in it. Was it even a second? I was just, I was like, oh yeah, she's it was like, a, yeah, it was like a half second. Um, he has a baby. So I didn't know that apparently the baby thing okay. is from an actual comic storyline uh-huh. where I, I think Black Manta or somebody killed Arthur's like newborn son. And so he I was on like, I don't so, know. And there, there are rumors that the the original version of the movie didn't test well, hence why they had those extensive reshoots. And people are wondering if it's because they they killed the baby. I'm like, that would have been really ballsy. I kind of I would want them to kill the baby if they had the yeah. Ballsy, I, I, I it's, the baby getting killed, but you can like maybe show a silhouette of the Triton. No, that's fucked up. That's yeah, it's so like <laughs> like on some Disney shit. You just see the the arms go up with the Triton, the Trident. And then just wick. Oh, then, like, like he does a silhouette of him like lifting up the baby. Oh, on. with the baby on it like a fork. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that'd be crazy. While the house burns. Right. <laughs> remember, this is the same guy that brought us, you know, Saw and Insidious and uh True. Oh, what was the movie that I loved? Um not Barbarian, the other one. Didn't he bring us Megan too? No, uh ooh. The one with the, That's what I'm talking about with the, the back of the head with the homegirl with the yeah, chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit was great. Oh, what was it called? Malignant. Malignant. Yeah, malignant. Yep, yep. This is this is the same guy that brought us malignant. So it's like, it's not that I think James Wan has it in him to do it. I just don't know if that would test well. It's like, mm, I wanted to see a superhero movie. I didn't want to see them killing babies. It's like, I don't know, man. That's pretty ballsy. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect that if it's real, but you know, if they don't, you know, it's uh, here's the thing. It's fine if they don't, but if they do, this would definitely put it up there with like Shazam one, where the villain was his mom, like she was much worse than than the actual supervillain was. It's like, oh, you abandoned your son at a at a theme park in Philadelphia. You're actually evil, right? You're actually evil in Philly. Evil, right? It's <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I know he's like summoning the seven deadly sins and burning down the city. People do that in Philadelphia every other weekend. But you left your like eight year old son alone in like an amusement park in Philly. You're a villain. Yeah, you're you're a terrible. You're not just a bad mom. You're a bad person. Go to jail. You won't die. get into heaven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> But no, otherwise, uh, I thought that the trailer looked good. Um, it's watching it like it, I agree with you with the Thor: The Dark World comparisons, like in a good way. Like I like uh, Patrick who plays Orm, Ocean Wilson. Master. 
yeah yeah patrick wilson like i think he's a good actor and his his scenes in the trailer look cool uh, and yeah it's definitely a bit of a thor and loki vibe um and like i think jason momoa was good as the version of aquaman that they've been doing in this universe i just don't think he's because he's not as like and i'm not any big aquaman fan in the first place like my biggest interactions were like young justice and a little bit of a justice league Mm -hmm. but it's like i don't think he has that regalness that i really would want to see out of arthur he's still bright huh he's still just like he's very bro-y and like yeah you know he's he's a big dude bro and he and he does it well so it's like he you know and he looks great in like the the golden green oh yeah he looks great in it it's just like he's he's not a a regal you know stern leadership uh you know but also kind of like jolly ocean guy like he uh type of arthur curry like i've maybe seen in a couple other adaptations right so it's like i want to see him more just because it's like this is the first real live action one we've got outside of the one from smallville um no it's just it's 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 always been okay and i don't think it's ever been more than okay and that's kind of the issue because it's like it's it's fun I just don't know how much it's, you know, it's fun. I think the movie's going to be fun. I am curious to see what James does with a character like this in the future. Now, I would not mind Momoa coming back as Lobo. I think he would be absolutely oh, phenomenal perfect. is that. You no. know, like, he would kill that. Mm-hmm. You know, bring him back for that. You know, yeah. I I think that'd be great, but... um. No, movie looks fun. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see Yahya uh, again. You know, he's he always brings his A game. Um, you know, he looks great. Uh, I just it just seems like a simple plot. It's like we have you know the object and then the dark mirror version of the the legendary object and the bad guy. You it know, feels like uninspired, run of the mill. I think that's what it is. It doesn't seem bad. Yeah, like we've seen this shit before. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's the same thing with uh, Shazam 2. Like, I don't think, when I saw Shazam 2, and I saw the complaints, and we were like, oh, Shazam 2's dog shit. I'm like, Shazam 2's fine. Uh, like, the biggest issue with it is there's not enough Billy, because despite the fact that, uh, what's his, his name Angel? The actor for Angel Billy? Angel Anson or something like that? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, he's a fantastic actor, and he wasn't in it enough. That's the biggest issue with that movie. Like, the villains mm-hmm. are fine. The effects look good. Um, random wonder woman cameos like the movie has funny moments like it's not a bad movie um it's just i i hate the fact that like the you know billy is more childish as shazam than is billy yeah you know that's the biggest issue with that movie about like that movie's fine i think aquaman 2 will be fine will it break a, mil- a billion dollars we'll see i wouldn't get my hopes up so. but if it does hey cool um was it was it domestically got a billion dollars or was it internationally? No, I, I think it was worldwide all uh all together. Domestically cuz I can't imagine like yeah, like a, it was it was a billion worldwide, so including domestic and international. So all maybe total. foreign yeah, maybe foreign markets really love the shit cuz I can't imagine I think China really liked Aquaman. China? I can see that. I think so. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks fine. You know, I mean, it looks fun. Yeah. I, we'll say that 
maybe something like way of water kind of spoiled the possibilities of what underwater can look like as far as kind of because i was thinking about that too it just feels like more um, the same though for aquaman one so it didn't like that's part, yeah like it, it doesn't feel much like a sequel and more of a which i guess a sequel should be a continuation of the narrative it's just I can't see too much that's new because, like, I- I'm glad everybody's coming back, but the villain was already in the first one. Yeah. But he's just more villainous. Right. Which is yeah, like, I mean, again, again, Black Manta looked great in the first one. He looked, everybody looks good. The production design is really good. Uh, I think he has the talent for, like, James Wan has a great cinematic eye. I think we like, that's to one thing. Yeah. It's like, that's the thing, though. We've had so many comic book movies that are ranged between, like, mid and fine. Or yeah. in, in mid. Would you define would you define fine and mid as the same thing? Technically, yes. Mid has a much more pejor- I don't use mid too often because it has much more of a pejorative label than it, but I would say technically that yeah, they're the same like Shazam like I think Shazam one is great. Shazam two, I would say is mid. It's fine. Um Blue Beetle, which we'll get into in a sec, is like a a, a step and a half above Shazam two. Yeah, it's it's mid, it's mid and a half. It was, it was yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's like absolute booty ass, rough. Yeah, doo doo. Mid, fun, good, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, yeah. That that's you know, like mid is literally the middle. It's right. middling. It's it is ex- mid is acceptable. Um, what's the last thing I saw? It passes. It's a C. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you're passing. You know, you'll 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 be straight. You'll be all right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do we want to move over to the Blue last Beetle? great movie? What was the last great comic book movie? Oh, fucking Spider Verse. TMNT. Oh, you're right. TMNT was great. TMNT Spider Verse was great too. Don't get me wrong. TMNT Spider Verse and the Batman are the only great movies I can think of to come out in the last like two years. Comic book movie wise, I'd I'd agree. Uh. I love Wakanda Forever. I'd, it's like right under there. I think Wakanda Forever is good. I don't think it's... it's I, I think it's good. It's it's right underneath there. It's, it's a couple like small things, little tweaks. But yeah, it's, it's good. It's it's almost great. Um, so hopefully yeah. Aquaman is at least good. I think... Yeah, I just, I, I, I just want it to be a good, fun movie like the first one was. Just be a good, fun romp. Where we'll come back and be like, that was fun. We had a good time. It looked good. People acted. Uh, canonically, this is somewhere at a point in time in history, and I'm just not worrying about it anymore. Okay. I think just, I'm trying to remember. I think Flash was fun for me. I think Flash. Flash was fun for me. I would put people, it in fun. People shat on Flash pretty hard. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's like, damn, this was good. I would say it was fun. At the time. I think when we did our review for Flash, I think I said it was good, like fresh out the theater, thinking about it and thinking about more of the details, especially like the visuals. I'd say it's fun. I agree with you. Nate, did I tell you I watched Flash twice in the same day? You did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, bro. You got a death wish? You good? Do we need to talk like off the show? <laughs> Is everything okay? <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, I'm wild for this. Only because I got a fucking A-list. That's literally the only reason. So, I some people would categorize that as a form of self-harm. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure you're okay, man. It's I good. care about you. 
it's a little different if the movie's really good, but the flash was just yeah. It it didn't justify seeing it twice in the same day. I was just it was because my friends were were coming in town and I was like, nigga, I can't wait for the internet anymore. I gotta I <laughs> I gotta know what this shit is all about. <laughs> I've been waiting fucking years for this. <laughs> you remember I saw Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness twice in the same day off a of happenstance, back to back. Oh man. Like 30 minutes apart. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Which is like, again, I like that movie a lot. I would say that that's fun. But um like it didn't it didn't warrant seeing it twice in the God no. God no. <laughs> Especially not like 30, 45 minutes apart. It was just I was too hyped for my own good. Fucked up. <laughs> you fucked you played yourself on that one. Well, cause it's like I'm like, okay, I'll go see it. Then I'm gonna go on this date and you know, I'm not worried about them seeing it with me. They want to go see Harry Potter. It's like, oh, babe, let's go see Multiverse of Madness. Fuck. Oh, God. God. I've already seen it. (laughs) But I don't want to ruin the, you know, ruin the fun. Right. Now, did you tell them afterwards that you already saw it twice? I think they know now. I'm trying to remember if I told them. If not, well, if they listen to the episode, they'll find out. But, (laughs) oh. Yeah, I know anything about us about Aquaman. I'm excited to see Black Hater back. Black Hater? Really. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. Why? I just do. I hate his skin. I hate his locks. <laughs> I hate his orange chest. <laughs> I hate his green draw. His I chest, hate him. whack. His armor, whack. His hair, whack. Whack. <laughs> Me, I'm tight as fuck. <laughs> I bet you they're gonna have a stinger that sets up uh, him having a son in his Aqualad, and that's not. Gonna oh, go anywhere. most definitely, a hundred percent. That Young Justice series will never get. I wouldn't mind seeing Yaya back as Black Manta in the new DC. I'm not even gonna lie, just to be a hater, just to be like he age him up a little bit. He just hates shit. He, yeah, he's just sitting there in the in the multiversal le- uh, League of Evil, uh, Legion of Doom, and he just in there his math like because it's all like nanotechie now right and he's sitting there like yeah i can't i can't stand these niggas <laughs> <laughs> just hating shit him and lex luther's hating ass is like ah, i can't stand that alien uh his ball chrome dome head ass and then mantis next to him was like yeah i can't stand them niggas and then uh who is it from <laughs> black lightning's villain just be calling people slurs oh right oh what's his but, name uh, titus i think well, he, he Tobias Whale just calling people slurs for no reason, slurs, bro. He was a he was a true villain because he started making up new shit to insult you, which is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like if you have to invent something, I gotta fuck you up on principle. If you invented some new, you flipped through the source and started putting adjectives and nouns together right. just to insult in places you. that had no place being, just to fuck yeah, you over. You know, yeah, it's like if you. <laughs> He's like, oh, look at you hopping like a little jungle bunny. It's like, get the fuck out of my face. (laughs) Fuck out of my face, sir. This man frequents the racial slur database just to come up with new shit to insult me. You over here, Google is like, what the fuck did he call me today? It's like, I don't know what he called me, but it didn't sound appropriate. Oh, God. Why was he so creative with it? What was up with that? <laughs> uh, internalized racism, I'm sure. Right. Oh, but, I'm sure. But he was creative with his. I haven't seen a, a, a racist that creative since 
I don't know, Ronald Reagan? <laughs> What's his name? Bro. Yeah, so Lex Luthor would be like, fuck that alien. And uh, Black Man's be like, yeah, fuck, the, fuck that fish nigga too. <laughs> it's like, but... <laughs> and then Tobias will, yeah, fuck niggas. It's like, whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> Black Man's not just like, I'm like, what he say fuck me for? Right, what I do to you? <laughs> he over here looking at it, like, why don't you go over and commiserate with your boy, Gorilla Grodd? What? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> you better take the helmet off and start boxing. Right, right. We're supposed to be on the same team. <laughs> Lex Luthor's over there all racially confused because he's racially ambiguous sometimes. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah, that racially ambiguous Lex Luthor who's bald but could be light-skinned, but we're not sure because he was voiced by Clancy Brown. Right. <laughs> Ethnically ambiguous Lex Luthor, certainly extremely Black Manta, and Tobias Vitiligo White Whale. Right. Or Albino White Whale. <laughs> it's the legion, of, the legion of racists. And Mr. Hershey's Cookies and Cream himself. Right. <laughs> Oh, man. Speaking of uh, racism and gentrification, you want to talk about Blue Beetle? Let's get it. <laughs> uh, what do you think of it? Yeah, especially because that's uh, where we got cut off the last time we tried to record, but now we can actually talk about it. Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought Blue Beetle was, was fun. Uh, that um, I'll say my good and bad, and I'll let you tag him. Uh, the good suit looks amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the best comic book suits put to film in recent years. Uh, shout outs to DeTrinti. I think he was one of the key designers for that suit. Uh, so it looks, yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, really good fight scenes that I could see and follow. I really love the the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the backstory that they had for, for Carapax, uh, the OMAC. I thought that was actually interesting. Um, I like Cholo. Maraduena, I would enjoy seeing more of him as this character. For the most part, I, I have some minor things with him uh, that I'll get into for a second. But yeah, it's like it's it's a fun movie, you know. I, I definitely say it's like yeah, I, I would say it's worth like at least a mat. Yeah, like at least like five bucks in theaters. Yeah, I had a. Um, I would say I had a good time good. with it. I yeah, I yeah, it's a good time like, on the edge of my seat, like. That's the thing. I think that I thought it was the epitome of like a fun movie. Like, yeah, it was. It was a light. It was like inoffensive. It didn't like break the universe or break the mold of a comic book movie. And this this should have been a Max movie. It could have been a Max like movie. it like it was originally. I don't regret seeing it in it, theaters. It could have been a Max movie. I don't regret seeing it in theaters. But when I walked out, I'm like, you should have left out on Max. It would have. I think it would have done a lot better on Max. It it deserved. Oh, shit. That's good. I think it deserved as many eyeballs like a theater could offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Max. But I think you could only get that through Max with this movie. Yeah, because like that's the thing. You have you have a whole audience of people that are willing to engage with superhero movies, but are only willing to spend in the properties they're already invested in. And plus, they did a dog right. shit job of of marketing this movie. The marketing for this movie was also had the unfortunate timing of being right smack dab in the middle of all of the strikes going on. So none of the cows could really, they couldn't market it worth a damn. Yeah. So had all those things going for it. And like, it's like, I don't know. It reminded me of like a, like a phase 
two, two. phase three Marvel movie. You know, one of those like middle of the road movies, but without the building blocks of having it set up something else. Well, granted, it set up something else, yeah. like a sequel to Blue Beetle, like with the. Yeah, which I'd I'd be I'd I'd watch a Blue Beetle sequel. Just uh, I, it I'd... did make me want to see uh, Jason Sudeikis as Ted Cord because that's who the director intended it to be. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, it had like in the picture of the the drawing or the uh, the painting looked a lot like Jason Sudeikis anyway. Um, yeah, so you could, you could easily just slap. Yeah, that I will say I liked I liked the lead. I thought he was he was good in the role. Um, I thought him and the girl had chemistry. Um, really? Oh, okay. Let me let he me did. think. Let me, hold on. Okay. I watched uh, him on I'm going to say something. Had chemistry, and I thought that that ending scene okay. where he took her, where she was going to go back with him, and they like right before they kissed. I thought that they had chemistry in that scene. You think they had chemistry? Okay. So. Going into the movie, I didn't know the girl with the glasses because I tried to avoid more than the first trailer. Uh, I didn't realize the chick with the glasses was his sister. And so I'm watching. I'm like, he has more chemistry with his sister than with his love interest. And it made me a little uncomfortable. Oh, like romantic chemistry, you thought? That's the vibe. It was very Folgers commercial a couple times. What does that mean? Where, like them, oh, you haven't seen that infamous Folgers commercial? No. Where the, from like 2004, where the brother comes home from like the military or something with a, a cup of coffee and she like takes the, or like a Christmas gift and she takes the wrapper thing off and sticks it on my chest and it's like, you're my present this year. And they have a slightly uncomfortable lead too long stare it's just like a half second too long you're like fucking family is this <laughs> and then the best part of waking up oh, let me look this up now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um yeah it's like I, I don't think they had zero chemistry it's just i think because i don't think the movie really necessitated him having a love interest i think you could have laid the seeds down but again you know it's like Oh, we don't know if we're getting a sequel. We don't know how the movie's going. But it's like, but I think you can lay the seeds down. Like, just because a, a man and a woman are in the same scene doesn't mean they immediately have to fight. But I felt more of an emotional connection with the person that's supposed to be his sister. Uh, like, because it, it seems like... I think that type of character... And I don't know if he, he has a sister in the comics. Um, I just know that his family plays a big role. But I thought that archetype would have fit better for a love interest where it's like, this is my childhood friend that I've known my whole life that stayed here and really knows my family, you know, versus this businesswoman who's hot uh, and is going to give me a job because, you know, I fought back against uh, Masada. Right. <laughs> Her auntie. You know, uh, that's another the, thing. The aunt was um, not great. I mean, the, the performance was fine, but just, like, the character was just, like, very bland, very nothing. Like, it was like Corey Stoll in fucking Ant-Man, you know? Well, and the, and the issue with that is because I don't think... I think Susan Sarandon phoned it in, but it didn't look like she was having fun with it, which I'm like, you, you look, I get it was going to be a simple character, simple villain. Oh, the, the villain is capitalism. And uh, the military-industrial conflicts. Yeah, yeah, we know. Gentrification. Woo. But... You do this one of two ways. You either uh, 
write it good. Or if you know it's going to be by the books, you have to ham this villain up. Like, she should have been stereotypy cut like you you need to be the evilest most hateable white bitch and you know what i could tell uh when i was watching it this was supposed to be sigourney weaver yeah think about it this was supposed to be sigourney weaver because if sigourney weaver did this performance it would have worked i agree and i like susan sarandon as an actress i think she's a good actress i think she could have gone farther and goofier and sillier. She should have been like comedically evil. Like, oh, whatever you say. Cause they did it a little bit where it's like, uh, it's like, thank you, Pedro. My name's not Pedro. Thank you, Jose. No, make her like a fucking Karen of a boss. Like, like she doesn't give a shit about her little Brazilian niece either. It's like, it's like, oh, you know, like I wanted her to be just the most despicable white bitch. And she was just a white yeah. CEO. And, you know, she should have been, like, really hateable by everybody yeah. should have hated her. Versus, like, yeah, she's evil. But, like, a Jeff bezos evil. Like, it was, really yeah, it was just indifferent, you know? There wasn't, like, this personal connection between the villain and, and the hero. Yeah. And we didn't... She, she was... Yeah. And, and we didn't really get into the stuff with the Scarab. And, like, I think that would have been interesting if we, like, explore that conflict more a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And yeah, it just felt like it felt very safe. It was a very safe com- comic book movie. Yeah, and w- so one of the other issues I have too is a little bit of Jaime's characterization. So going into this, I thought they were going to have Jaime be a high schooler, like I've seen him in other right. adaptations. So he's twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> he's a college, college graduate. Yeah. I think he's a little. He acts a little too immaturely at certain points in terms of how he navigates his heroism. Like, I understand getting the suit and everything is fucking terrifying. They do that part actually really, really well. Yeah. Um, but when he gets in, like, that first big fight, and he's he's not even trying to talk about it. He's like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Um, and it's like, oh, no, no. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't kill. I'm like, dude, you're a young man. But maybe, maybe because of how I was at 21, where I was just, like, a radical bit of a dickhead. But it's like, I think you... I think a, a teenager, someone going into college, has a little bit more of like that hope and optimism. Twenty-one-year-olds by now are like super cynical. Yeah, like you know, it's like you you're out, you're fresh out of college, meaning you and you just found out your family's about to lose their home. You probably have a bunch of student loan debts, so it's like you graduated and you're happy about that, but you're like, okay. oh, fuck, man, I got to go out into the world. I got to get a job. Like I think. A 21-year-old is like, I'm not saying he can't be uh, a kind, helpful person. I think he'd be a little bit more kind of Spider-Man-y. I think he'd be a little like bit more cynical. Uncle Ben kind of like, vibes. Yeah. And, and like, I don't think, and maybe it's because of I would have written it I think, a little differently. I think he... he I think he was a little too safe his in certain was, regards. He, he was a little too yeah. idealistic. And it, which doesn't track, because there's a couple things wrong with that, right? One, his only arc is refusing, like, he was already good and good-hearted. And he went from a yeah, good-hearted person who wanted a normal life to accepting that he has a scare of infusing with it, but still being a good-hearted person. Two, it makes no goddamn sense that this man is so golden-hearted, peace, like, optimal, like, goody two shoes when his whole family got that dog in them 
and they murdered motherfuckers left and right. Shout outs to the grandma. The grandma was dope. I hate that they put her in the second trailer because I, I, I wish I hadn't that. seen that in this because I didn't want to watch the second trailer. It popped up, I think, before I saw Terms. I'm like, well, fuck, that spoiled something that would have been really cool to see yeah, in the movie. Um, so that, that second trailer is, is really nasty because it really gives away most of the plot. Um, but like, like remember near the, the end of the climax and everything where he's taking off red care packs and then he gets a little cocky and then he gets a little angry. I wish that would have happened earlier yeah. in their first fight where, you know, even though he's adjusting and the, <clears throat> so those fights thematically should have switched where <clears throat> it's like in the early one, you know, sure. The suit is unfamiliar, but like, let's say the suit is doing all the work. And then he's like, oh, your family makes you weak. He should have gotten pissed. He should have gotten fear because that would have been my first thought. If I'm 21, it's like, you know, if you're happy, go lucky. Even at that point, that should have been the breaking point where it's like, oh, I'm going to blow up your uncle and that girl you have a crush on. Oh, right. you got to die. You got to go right now. Like, and then, the, and then the suit's like, are you sure you want to kill him? And then he pulls back. And then you get the, like, I think that's what would have made him stand out is he's uh he's not i don't think he should have been impulsive i think like you said he should have had a little bit more of that dog in him yeah. that should be anger and i think that's how it could have shown up end. where it's like and it's yeah like what he had it at the end i'm like yeah that's what i'm talking beat that I bitch's ass beat him into the dirt kill him and that it, it's interesting know, that we've but, like entered this age right because like I feel like because we have we have so many comic book heroes in these films mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it seems like they're almost afraid to make our characters and our leads a little bit unlikable or have a quality yeah. that they need to un overcome. Yeah. Like the only examples I can think of that are coming to my head right now would be Doctor Strange, Iron mm -hmm. Man, mm -hmm. Thor in the first yeah. Thor movie, and maybe well, Wanda. You know, uh, and you that's know, about it. You know what I think it is? You what? know what I think it is? Because um, I, I want to give the movie another compliment. I really like how they kind of fold it in. It was what I was talking about last time we tried to do this. Um, I do like the inclusion of the culture in that being a key part of uh, uh, Jaime's identity and his family's identity. Like, there are even things that I picked up on. And even, like, being it, like, they shot it and it felt Mexican, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, I, I guess I had the a little bit of, like, recency bias of like being in mexico in like july and then seeing the movie a couple weeks later i'm like it it felt familiar like it and it felt uh you know it's like yeah i wasn't in uh i was in a more affluent part of the country no um, but it still was like oh can you hear me Gary? yeah i'm back okay cool. i thought you're in a okay. went out. Okay, okay yeah yeah no the, the yeah the shit yeah but um you know i was in a more affluent part of mexico but it was like as far as how it looked as how it felt i felt like i was back there again just in a different part so it's like um but to your point about having likable characters you know what it is i think it's because he's like the first major big two uh latino mm. superhero you you don't want to because i don't they want they want to be a latino people, that's well represented that like this represents what they believe to be the ideal of like a good person. You're, 
I, I like the father, by the way, too. I really liked his relationship was, with his dad. Was I'm, I'm, Even, did you see that coming? Because I didn't realize. I didn't. No, and, and I was I was a little upset by it because I kind of, ironically enough, I, uh, maybe just because I'm on, on a big, like, uh, improving masculinity tip, seeing a young, like, brown kid having healthy conversations with his dad who just seems like a good guy and then losing that kind mm. of bothered me. Um, not because it's bad, but because like, and I'm not saying that those aren't things that, that the, the, those aren't relationships that are represented. I just don't know how much they're discussed about like healthy yeah. paternal relationships. And like, I think, you know, we're having these constant talks about like, hey, where are the good men at? His dad was, they, they are broke. And he's yeah. like, tip them. We'll find it. They have no money. And he's giving away money out of the kindness of his heart. So you can see where Jaime kind of, he inspires him. He plays a huge role in him reconnecting and, and uh, you know, with, with the Scarab in that, that honestly pretty some great sequence scenes. where he's nugget, kind of talking greatness in this movie. Yeah. It, yeah. And so I really like the relationship. And so when they, you know, kill them, uh, it, it hurt, you know, not just because it was it was well done and well executed and everyone was acting very well in that. But like, I'm like, I can't think of, you know, too many other plays where we see like it happened in Black Panther. His dad died. Like, that's how we're introduced right. to him is his father died. You know, we don't have a lot of those in like this. We don't have a lot of parents in the superhero yeah, yeah. to begin with. Um, but let alone healthy paternalistic relationships tony stark fucking died his daughter his died you know before only, ha only has a mom left you know uh P peter lost both of his surrogate mm -hmm. parents and his actual parents Thor lost both like, of his there's too. not a lot of yeah thor yeah thor lost both of his you know same same way and his brother like it's it's like oh who do the men have to look up to not in the fictional realm you know, it's like she Hulk has her dad. That's cool, but Matt's dad, dead. Matt Murdock's no, dad. Scott dead. has parents. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, we we don't know if he. Yeah, he's you know he has a good relationship with his father-in-law. Right. So that's something, but it's like you know that that's mm -hmm. like the only one really, and and he has a daughter, which that's a good representation. I like Scott and Ant Man, but there's not a lot of. You know, even in these, I mean, we were just talking about Aquaman. And it's just like, yeah, on the one hand, if they kill that baby, that's a ballsy move to do the opposite. But it's like, yeah, we don't see a lot of good dads or good relationships with dads in these movies. Now, I'm not saying it has to be a priority. It's just like, this one was actually kind of a standout. Like it, to backtrack know. for a second, I um, think the only thing that can save Aquaman 2 is if that movie is fundamentally and foundationally about family between his whether his dad his oh, mom, yeah. his brother you know if family is the forefront of that story i think it has the potential to rise above and be really good if if it doesn't get lost in the muck of all of the the action uh, and whatnot i i can agree with you because black mansa's core thing mm -hmm. is built about revenge for his dad from the first movie so i think that can work but um yeah but to getting circling back to my my thing with like blue beetle um I think I think they should have gone a little deeper and let Jaime's kind of character flaw be 
a man that learn like a young man that learns the difference between uh healthy and unhealthy expression of like anger and i think that would have been a really good thing to have his dad be there for in some capacity where it's like you know hey son i understand that you're mad that like you come back and the first thing you find out is we're losing the house and we don't know what to do and you feel you know because of you know him feeling powerless and you're trying to go out there and support the family and it's hard and you're you're putting more stress on yourself uh you know than you need to that's my job don't do that because then you'll end up like me. That's how I got how this heart feel? condition from stress. If like, because the scare killing. was all about killing, and then by the end of the movie, he changed the, the he like affected the scare to like, no, we shouldn't kill, right? How would you feel if he was all about killing? Yeah, and then his dad was the only one in the family that wasn't about it, and then his dad was the one that convinced him that he doesn't have to kill people, and then that's when like him and the scare like can be on the same page about not killing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would have that would have really worked especially because I I think a, a lot of times uh the world wants a more sanitized version of like you know black and brown people. So it's like no, we're like and that's what that's a actual strength of yeah. movies like it's very humanizing. You know, while still being culturally in tune, it doesn't feel like it's talking down to the audience or just be like, you know, you know, ice exists. You know, it's, it, it seems like these are conversations that feel honestly normal in households and communities like that it, from an outside perspective is, is, you know, that's so I'm speaking very much like tertiary because it, it's not my community. But it's like, but I felt like, no, it's like this seems normal. This seems like they feel like a, a family, but I think it would be it would be, especially with grandma being a revolutionary, her being cool with like anger at like the system and like rebellion and being like look you have to do you know <laughs> mowing down motherfuckers it would make it would make sense in how they characterized them in the movie like yeah they were scared but it's like we will fight for you know we come from a long line of people that is like have had to fight for our land mm -hmm. have had to fight for our right to exist either you know be it against uh terrorists be it against cartel We've right. had to, you know, revolution. So it's like, we, we've all, we've been, that's what it is. Like, they, mm -hmm. we come from a long line of fighters. Yeah. We have a fighter yeah. spirit, you know, and if we have to, you know, if we have to take it to lethal extreme, it's what you got to do. And then have dad be the, be the pacifist. So that's where right. maybe where Jaime gets. Oh, that balance, that contract. And then like, uh, even, like, even his uncle is just like, you know, Batman's a fascist. He doesn't trust the system. All of that right. makes sense. That would make sense why he's a little bit more loosey-goosey with like it's like i'm not trying to be a murderer but i'm not you know i don't want right. to be a killer but i'm not I'm gonna afraid go, i'm not gonna go seeking it but i'm not afraid of it like push me to stuff i'll do what i gotta do yeah and i, and I think yeah because i think that's what what got me a little bit too i get him being scared of the suit and his powers but in the fight he seemed a little bit more childish than that. his age he's freaking out like and a that kid kind of rather than like made me feel weird yeah, and I'm just like you're acting less. You're acting more like high school than college. I'm not saying a adult, a young adult, would not be fucking terrified if a big beetle robot man started throwing cards at you and shit. But it, it there is like a point where I I think the inner kid would kind of pop out, and you're like, I have a cool robot suit, and it can do just about anything. 
yes, this situation is scary, but also yeah, kind of that, sick. He, he realized that pretty late into the game. Yeah, like, remember being a kid and you'd, like, see an action movie and then you'd pretend, like, you get that power fantasy, which I think a lot of little boys have. I think that would have been dope to touch into, where it's just like, you know, you know, it's like, oh, man, this is just like fucking Call of Duty, <laughs> machine gun hand, like, like, would that not have been sick? So it's, I, I think Jaime got a little neutered and infantilized more than I would be. Oh, good. I think it would have been cool and it would have been Ooh. good foreshadowing if we had some sort of establishment that Jaime was into, like, video games or anime. That way, when he starts making like, the anime ass weapons, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you know, having playing like FF7 R remake or some shit, like with the big Buster Sword, that's what everyone was calling it. So it's like, you know, because I, I think it's just, especially given how fucking long this movie is, I think there's a, a couple points where you could have edited around those. Uh, you know, like I don't think we really oh, we needed the long movies yet for what it was supposed to. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we'll get to that in, in a little bit. But um, no, but otherwise, I still think it's fun. Like, as critical as I'm being, it's more so for what wasn't done, but I do hope we get... I don't think it needs to be a sequel movie, honestly. Do it I in a series. series. I wouldn't be mad at Give it more time. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it as a Mac series, you know, J James? Do it as a Mac series. The the blue A Blue Beetle series uh, following his exploits yeah, after that. I think it would be ends. a lot of fun. Yeah, he's going to do you some work. Stuff. Yeah, let him have a show. I like that. It's, it's removed enough to not yeah, be affected you know, by anything. I think, J I think Jason, I think Jason Sudeikis would do like eight episodes about like you know you you have that one be focused on the Blue Beetle as a legacy, and then you can also incorporate like Black Beetle. And I know there are two other scarabs that have been introduced recently. I think there's a yellow one. It's like a rhino and yeah. then like a red. And I, one, I will say the one thing one. as of right now, DC is better about with their universe making series as opposed to Marvel, is that they actually have shows that feel like shows with some Peacemaker. Yeah, like Doom Patrol's fucking great. Mm -hmm. I'm still waiting for that and shit. Peacemaker's and more, more like prominently, because that was like an eight-episode show, and it was great. And it was a spinoff of one of their mm -hmm. movies. Like, yeah, give Blue Beetle a show, have the creative team come back with extended capacity, and yeah. do something long-form. I think that'd be great. Yeah. I'd be super down for that. Yeah, that is also a very easy way to slowly backdoor Not your right. Teen Titans. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that I think that's a very, if that'd be a good separator. If your movies are heavy hitters and your TV shows are uh, like weird shit mm -hmm. and teams, I think that could work. Because I mean, you know, all things considered, Titans ran for yeah. four seasons. So if you want to bring the them biggest, back, do it. Yeah, I think the way. biggest dictator you know, of with... the future of how DC wants to use Blue Beetle will really depend on how well it does on VOD and Max. Because motherfuckers didn't really go out to yeah, support, most recently, uh, Indiana Jones. But apparently it's doing fantastic in streaming. It's nope. fantastic on VOD, yeah. Really? A headline for that recently so I'm oh. like, okay people just don't want to go to the theaters but that doesn't mean they don't okay. want to watch the stuff 
And like, it's a lot more, I feel like people are a lot more inclined to watch it like on a whim at home than they are to go out, like just buy the tickets online, go get in their car, drive X amount of miles to go to a theater, get the popcorn. Like not everyone's going to do that. Most people don't want to do that. But if you can just watch it on the couch, you can pause it whenever you want to. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people more, a lot more people would go out to do that than they would intentionally go buy a ticket for a motherfucker they don't know or care about. Right. Like, I have an unlimited pass and sometimes right. I have to remind myself to use it to justify the, the money I pay for it, which um, I'm going to try to use that hopefully later I guess today by the time we're recording. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Any any other thoughts on Blue Beetle to move over to the titles? Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it was fun. Um, Good soundtrack. Um, Woo! So let's talk about TMNT. Me Mayhem. That movie. Great. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, that That is probably in my top five for It'll the It'll probably year. end up in there. Yeah, it'll probably yeah. end up in there because it was... I'm so astonished good. at how good that... It, w- it was... Here's the thing. I figured it would be, like, good in a fun way. I didn't expect yeah. it to be like great <laughs> the way that it was great. I didn't I wasn't expecting it to be bad whatsoever. I thought it was be like, oh, it'll be a, like a fun kids movie. And it was, but it was like beautifully was animated, animated and stylistic. It had so much fucking heart to it. The the characters, they revitalized um, the turtles. Yeah. They made me give a shit about it something did. that has been around for all of my life, but redid yeah. it in a way that it's accessible yeah. to new audiences and gets me excited about these characters again. Because who would have thunk treating the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. like teenagers would work wonders? Would work. And, and like the the emphasis on this in this one is explicitly on the teenage yeah. and the mutant part uh, of them feeling like outsiders, yeah. but they're still clearly kids. Fifteen, sixteen. Um. I will say, I will say though, half of this cast was yeah. like kind of a waste. Not that they were misused; they're good, but like, why was why John was John Carlos Cena in this, in this movie? Why was For, Maya Rudolph in this movie? I, no, she was she was uh, she was good, but then uh, no, when, Maya Rudolph, was Maya good. Rudolph actually does. Uh, I mean, she's on Big Mouse, so she she's done voice work, and she's a. She's gonna be a long-term villain. That one, that one makes a little bit of sense only because when it's no, like Cynthia, yeah, I misspoke because like, I know she's in the movie. She had a bigger role. I was thinking more people like well, I think Kristen Wiig was in this. Post Malone was in it as well. Yeah, exactly. I was Post Malone in this. So I was Rose Byrne in this. Um, Paul yes. Rudd, I'll excuse because I really like Mondo Gecko. Mondo, Mondo Gecko was probably my favorite of the mutants behind Superfly. Superfly was good. Ice Cube was really, really good in this movie. Like, weirdly, like, this might be yeah. one of his best roles good, in my opinion, which is a weird thing to say, but he was, he was really fucking good. Uh, who, who directed this? Mm. Like, who did the voice direction on this? Was it Jeff Rowe? He's the director of it. I don't know if he did the voice direction, though, but whoever yeah. did the voice direction in this was cooking. No, I think it was just from the art style to the needle drops are incredible. And bro. the needle drops were so good. 
Uh, the fight, the no dignity oh, scene, that horizontal fight, head, that whole um, sequence is amazing. That whole fight sequence, like all the fights in this movie, are phenomenal. They're beautiful to look at. They're creative. I'm like, God damn it! Oh, it's like insulting how much effort was put in, into this. Um, oh, uh, I mean, let's even talk about like the main cast, the the four kids they got for the turtles. Great, each one of them. Um, they all stood out to me. Yeah, I know how you one had one minor critique is for, for, for my team. We, we disagreed on that. So I love all the turtles, love their chemistry, love the fact that yeah. they're all recorded in the same room. The only one that didn't, I didn't hate it, but I was, felt like it was less prominent because I felt like they it was so clear who Raph was. It was so clear who Donnie was, who Leonardo was, but I felt like Mikey wasn't as clear. I feel like Mikey could have been fleshed out a little bit more. Because Donnie is he's already someone who has all this like nerdy pop culture stuff. But then Oops, still with me. We were talking about you're telling me about uh Michelangelo and, and the right. your, your discrepancy with the kid. Yeah, I just um everyone else felt like them to me except for Mikey. Mikey was the only one that felt not like Mikey as I've come to know him. And I feel like there wasn't anything. Because the thing is, I feel like within other TMNT dynamics, he is like the lovable one. The lovable one, typically the comic relief, the silliest or most immature of them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really feel that coming in here because all of them were kind of immature, but they had that extra thing to them. I feel like Mikey, you know, obviously we're just updating the archetype of the teenager, yeah, of of a goofball of the teenagers, and I feel like if they would have leaned into him being a goofy black kid a little bit more, yeah, I think it would have worked we, for me. We all know the turtles are canonically, uh, you know, black kids, um, right? Of that picture that they said where they made them, they imagined themselves as human, and they were all black kids. Because I mean, they're from New York; they talk like little New York nigglets. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um. But yeah, that, that was something where I I, I think we kind of a, a disagreed a little bit on it. But it's like I I can understand it though. I, I think it was for me. I still felt uh, enough came through. I mean, performance wise, they're all great. Uh, I yeah. think for you is more of a more of a writing thing where it didn't he didn't have as many highlight moments as maybe the others did like you know or or like statements like it's like dude you really need to go into anger management or you really need to go to therapy or it's like it's like finally i'm the leader you know or just yeah, like oh. the line that could have gone to mikey when he was like it's okay chill that went to donnie mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it feels like more of a mikey kind of thing to do there was nothing i don't know i don't know outside of him like wanted to do improv like even the thing when he was like mentioned the thing about the hulk and pop culture like that seems like the pop culture geek thing is already donnie's thing so to also give it to mikey kind of like makes it less unique to him mm. and the only thing that was like felt kind of mikey-ish when, when him and mondo gecko were like i like your vibe but that was like the really like only one scene yeah, it, it, and I think that's one of the moments where I got it, where it's just like, you know, them wanting to skateboard together and him wanting to do, like, improv. I felt like, I think that those were more literal ways of him trying the to be a comedian. Yeah. I don't think Mikey's ever been an improv kid prior to this. Movie. No, yeah, I, I agree, but it's just like, uh, 
Mikey being the comic relief, it would make sense that he's, you know, the one that does something comedy adjacent. Yeah, I think when I think of Mikey, the two words that come to mind are immature and chill. And okay. since all of them are immature because they're young, that takes one thing away from him. And the only time I really see him being chill is in that within that one scene. Mm-hmm. And like Raph has his anger thing. He's like this this teenage bloodlust kind of thing. Yeah. Donnie has this like this anime geeky kind of thing going for yeah, him. Neo is like two shoes. So with that, all those characteristics on top of being immature, it doesn't leave Mikey with much left as an individual. At least yeah, because a lot of Mikey's qualities, a lot of Mikey's qualities could also just be attributed to like teenagers themselves, um, exactly. which I think that's your argument. I think for me, Mikey as a character has always been like he's. I agree with the chill part. I think the other part is that he's like a lighthearted or funny. Like he's the he's kind of the heart of the team, so he doesn't take things as seriously which i do agree that's kind of the the childish nature that shows up in all the uh turtles with them being teenagers now and then and them also feeling more uh you know i think they've always felt like brothers in different ways in each adaptation but these do feel like brothers that mess with each other and tease each other but they play with each other you know play with to each other's strengths and also know how to like enhance them and work together even when they didn't know they knew how to work together well so it's like even when they're splitting up their duties early on in the movie, it's like you take these, I'll take these. You take these, like no, but I always take these. Ah, oh, man, like you know. And so it's like they they feel like siblings. Um, get on yeah, each other's well, nerves and everything. But but I get what you mean. It's just like each turtle kind of has to stand out. And, and and don't get me wrong, I don't think they have to specifically go with that 90s like what's up bro like kind of attitude no i i think they actually adapted that pretty well like one of my favorite scenes is them after the fight when they're like hey bacon egg and cheese bacon egg and cheese yeah. i'm like that's such a good character moment that's also that was- incredibly accurate <laughs> yeah no i think that was great like i think if they could if they would have leaned into either him like being like let's say he's like super into like TikTok and like like he's like into like the culture, you know? Or yeah. if he is or if he is they lean into him being the heart of the team more. Or like they really kind of lean lean into the the, the little brother aspect of things. Like he's like he's the runt of the litter aspect yeah. kind of thing. I think all of those things could have worked for me. I feel like there wasn't enough specific things within his character specifically that being said i do like the performance I do like the voice actor and i do like the dynamic between yeah. all four of the turtles but if i had to, if it was like knocked down even slightly of yeah, my it, yeah i think for you of the turtles his was like comparatively the weakest in terms of characterization but that's not to say that he's a bad character Exactly. Like I, I think he still worked because it's still a great movie and it's still a great adaptation. Um, it's just like of the brothers specifically. Um, yeah. Because if anything, like the the mutants are are a lot weaker on the whole comparatively than the turtles as a as a group. But I still like the mutants. I still like oh. that they're unique and they they all have kind of their their own things. Um, yo, girl, 
Ayo uh, Eddieberry. She is mm -hmm. working, bro. She's getting she a bag is. out the ass. I need to go see Bottoms because I think that came out this week too. Bottoms was fun. I liked it a lot. Yeah, like she's she's there. Awesome. she's getting she's getting her coin up, bro. Um, she's good in the movie. I like her. Yeah, and she's a she's a black girl. She's the same age as us, ninety five. Yep. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's our age. You know, super talented. You know, anyone can do it. Mm hmm. But um, yeah. She's no, she, uh, Jackie Chan was great as Master Splinter. I know some people are a little not angry, but a little terse that they didn't keep with the uh, you know, Oro uh, is it Oroku Saki? There's a few different origins for Splinter. So there are. I think the original is he was a samurai who got turned into a rat. And then I there think. Like, isn't like one of them? He was like the pet of a yeah, there, there's pet. one where he was the pet rat of a samurai and then there's one he's a samurai got turned into a rat and then there's this one where he was a rat who watched a, a bunch of like 90s taibo martial arts dvds and youtube and learned how to do it which i mean it's creative you know i i it didn't bother me but i could see how like diehards could be like oh it's not you know no, as long as we yeah as long as we get to the fact that he teaches them Masayoshi, that, yeah he was a he in the original comics and live action movies he is a pet rat of a ninja named tomato yoshi i also like that he felt more like a dad than a samurai then yeah i i like that too where it's like he i think yeah him being a a father figure is more so have they done before here he feels like a father like family plays a very important role in this movie and i think it's one of the things that it excels at incredibly well is like yeah family it has so what family and acceptance are the two biggest yes. things in the movie. yeah like the themes in it work uh i really like like superfly superfly is a villain up there with with some of the other ones where i'm like he kind of has a point and then takes it too far and i kind of hate that it keeps happening you notice that keeps happening with like black villains Killmonger, yep, and um, who else in recent history have that as well? Um, there's there's another one that came to mind because this is like oh, the there's um, huh? yeah I can't say it I can't say, there's another one that comes to mind but I need you to to catch up on your your properties before I can which property that. is it One Piece oh what is it Arlong <laughs> yeah. I I think I've heard about that uh it, yeah it's like it's always like the brother is the villain and he starts making a point and then he's like, and then we're going to turn him into slaves and we're going to burn their land to the ground. It's like, we were so close. <laughs> we were just close. I, I, I think that's, I've heard that's actually a tactic that they use to kind of undermine radicals where it's like, oh, they have a good idea, but then they take it too far. It's like, I'm like, I think it would have worked had they left it at the nuance and he didn't like, go over the board where it's just like no no we're just like we're gonna make ourselves you know the dominant species and make them respect us and i think that would have been more of an interesting internal query for a bunch of teenagers to be like, mm, is this the right way to go about acceptance you know and i think it, it might have been actually interesting to see on a wider scale a forced sense of acceptance and then going into the because i know this is getting a, a series i think on paramount plus uh following this between this and i guess the sequel movie um you know 
to have it be like, how does society react? I mean, they set that up with the present ending of like, how does society react to a bunch of giant turtle people? But it's like, how would society react yeah. to... Well, actually, I guess they did do that. That is where it ended, ultimately. Where it's like, how does society adapt and react to mutants now being a part of it? Yeah. Not of their own volition. Now, yeah. So it's like, he, he sort of got his goal. But in a roundabout way, so I, I guess I, I guess I gotta give the movie credit where credit is due. Yeah, and it's the first time we're seeing like the turtles actually out of the shadows, accepted, and like being part of. Society. Yeah, this is a big shakeup, but it it turtles is one of the few franchises that I think can afford to take weird risks like this because the they've always done this happened in like all of its history. As far as I know, it, it this is the first time, but I'm okay with it just because. Turtles, as an adaptation throughout, has kind of always excelled at how it makes the concept different every time it's adapted. Mm-hmm. Like, the live-action movies are different from the cartoons, or different from the comics, or different from the... But not in, like, you know, the way where you look at those... You look at 2002 Spider-Man... 2012 Spider-Man and 2017 Spider-Man, there's a lot of things that are very overlapping, mm-hmm. you know, down to a white guy in a mask. You look at Mutant Mayhem, the Turtles from 03, and the Turtles from, like, 89, each one of those is radically different. Right. Yeah. Like, not, it's and it's not just the same, style. But stylistically, and, like, yeah. All, they're, they're like, the not- character designs aren't even close to one another. No. They, they're like the characterization is it like the characterization in so as much as there are a couple core things where it's like oh but even rise doesn't do that because raf was the leader in rise oh really and i believe i believe raf started the leader and then they switched the status quo over time is what i heard but yeah like turtles always changes uh its status quo with every adaptation i mean master splinter i think was a black rat versus a brown one in the the nickelodeon show and like Mikey had a gap in his tooth. Yeah. Um, like the turtles, I think, are one the of the Bay few... turtles too. And those are its own. The Bay Turtles ugly as fuck, but hey, it was different. Lips, right. It was it was different. Um I'll think I'll, I'll say this movie did something very interesting that I don't think other adaptations of the turtles have done, in which one, the fact that they made them teenagers, but two, in making them teenagers. Yeah. One thing I really noticed the first time I watched it, they really wanted to hone on that fact, hone in on that fact. And because of that, they really were talking about 2020s pop culture, you know, things like that was one of your worries using things like this and, you know, and like the 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 lingo, these things are going to change so fast, especially in the age of the Internet. So maybe kids aren't even saying Riz in five years. Kind of reminded me of of something f- like Iron Man 1, like using like the flip phone and like, oh, don't put this on your MySpace. Yeah. Nobody uses fucking MySpace anymore 15 years later. Right. So it made me think like, okay, if we are going to adapt them as actual teenagers, and this is the path we're taking from now on, we're going to need to update the status quo of these turtles every 10 to 15 years to reflect yeah. teenagers of the time. I think that because the thing is like I still think the movie's great. I don't mind it being dated 
because I think that says more about what the times were than about um no it's very reflective of it i agree yeah like i i think i think it's more effective because i remember we were talking and you were worried is like will it date the movie and i i i think to what you're saying now it's like it more so exemplifies what times were like when they were produced because if you look at this one versus like the live action 80s movie that movie is like it it is slightly dated in terms of special effects but um like as far as like it holding up i think most people that have seen that movie are like no it still it still holds up because it's like narratively and character wise you're able to follow like like jurassic park i think is a is an old movie was it 90 but still holds up just because like narratively and character wise it's effective and i think that i think that will trump any sort of time um, so I'm saying this to build off of your point, not in contrast okay. to it, by the way. But but it's um it's it's like I think this one does have potential to to stand against the test of time, but it'll be interesting to see, like you said, how will they if they hone in more on that teenager part? Because like with each one, you can tell which adjective they kind of focused on. Like when we were kids in the O3 Turtles, they really honed in on that ninja part. But with this one, they're very big on the teenage and the mutant part. Um, so it would be interesting to see how would they do turtles in like 2033? Yeah. Like, what's the dialect going to be like? What, what are teenagers going to be like? Are they skateboarding at that point? No, on God, though, because like everybody's been indoors the last couple of years. I wonder if like, and teenagers are evolving in a weird way socially. Mm-hmm. Um, how that's going to reflect in the right? Like this is, and I think it helps that they also let the teenagers like be kids and kind of riff too. Like they didn't structure them. Like they had a script, obviously, right, but, it's not- but they let them. Sure. Yeah, like they let them be. They let them have fun and, and improv and let them be teens. And I mean, honestly, if they riff for like an hour and a half, you honestly have your own movie right there. Yeah. Um, but I'd be so curious to see. Uh, it, it, I don't know what it was, but this is the first time they they you know they sounded like teenagers of their age because mm-hmm. you know like maybe the eighties ones were like cowabunga, you know, they were like that's radical. Like I, I think that's why Mondo Gecko is hilarious to me because like oh that's from. You're a vestige of a time lost, yeah. but he um, felt very '90s. Mondo Gecko, yeah, like radical, bro. Yeah, man, get on my skateboard, you know. <laughs> um, but I, I'm certainly just like fascinated how the turtles are going to continue to evolve because I almost forgot how fucking good uh, TMNT versus Batman was. That movie's yeah, great. I just watched that for the first time. That's a really that's awesome. That's a pretty damn good movie. Like, it's, you know. Did they have a they had a Transformers cro- they've had a Power Rangers crossover recently. I would love to see that one adapted into a. Well, they also movie. had one in the nineties with the, the the turtles of the the TV. We don't talk about with, next mutation. With the sister turtle and yeah, we don't talk Power about Rangers. Venus. <laughs> Even though she's, I think she's canon now. They have like two girl turtles. You want your now. crossover? There it is. Go watch that. Or don't. <laughs> And just read the comic book where the turtles get Power Ranger costumes. Ooh. 
and the Power Rangers turn into animals. What? Yeah. Oh, you gotta send me this. I have no idea about this. The yeah, yeah. TMXT X Power Rangers and like, I think the Shredder gets like dragons or power. It's some wild <laughs> shit. Like, shout shout outs to whoever writes those because like that's how you maximize. Because the movie did that. That's how you maximize your crossover. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna turn all the the superheroes into animals and the villains into animals, and we're gonna have the Ninja Turtles fight Batman. And the Shredder and Batman are going to have a hand-to-hand fight and, and the motherfucker nearly loses. Because that makes him more of a threat. It's like, damn, the Shredder's whooping Batman's ass. Mm. These turtles are fucked. Like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Oh, you see it? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. That's sick yeah. as hell. Was that something you, was probably you something. looked at the, 90, the 2003 show's cartoon theme song? Because there's a part in that song. Oh, I still remember it. I love being a. There's one part <laughs> I watched it with my friend recently, had me fucking dying, dude. It was just like turtles count it all. One, two, three. There's no one better, and like immediately without a watch out for Shredder. Like, God damn, like <laughs> that shit was what weird. Now that I think about, but you're right. No, the fact that we definitely grew up with that, and I can I can hear it clear as day in my head. <laughs> one, two, three, four. <laughs> and then you had fast forward, oh, yeah. where they just jumped into the, like the twenty three hundreds or some shit. It's like didn't fuck? they? Wasn't fast forward like they gave them? They did like a redesign of the turtles, so now they had eyes. Oh, I no, think that so. was back to the sewers. That was the fifth. Oh yeah, that was the that was the season after. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I think. I, I mainly remember the first three yeah. seasons. I yeah, I remember the first few. I think I stopped around fast forward, and then I heard they were doing uh, was not Turtles in Time. It was the crossover movie. Oh, Tur- the the first crossover. Turtles Forever. Movie. Turtles Forever. I need to yeah, watch. Yeah, uh, but they but they couldn't get the uh, proper voice actors back, so it was weird mm. and like uh uh. Uncle Phil's actor had died, so they had a whole new shredder, and he sounded weird too. Oh damn! I need to go back and watch that. Yeah, but then the the Nick Turtles, I know, had a crossover with the eighties Turtles as well. And then they made the I would be they made them three D too. Uh, yeah, which I'm like, it it did look bad. It was just weird to see. Yeah, you know, like remember remember the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour where Timmy Turner was in three D, and it looked weird. Because you're not used to seeing it. That's what it was like. It's like the eyes and like the buck teeth still. It was so strange. Yeah, it's like it was weird, not because it was bad, just because you're not used to it. But you know? Jimmy Grant is like great like, to 2D though. Yeah, like he transferred to 2D perfectly fine. So it's like I I think it's easier, I, I would say, to go from 2D to uh from 3D to 2D than 2D to 3D, because everything starts as concept art. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, because they had the Mirage Turtles in Turtles Forever. And so seeing them animated was, like, slightly weird. Because, like, oh, I've never seen you leap off the page. Like, it's a, oh, what are these clowns up to? When they're all talking like fucking Daredevil. Yeah. They're all dark and brooding and shit. Yeah. God, that's how the turtle started, was a dark and brooding Daredevil. They all had red masks, with- too, so you couldn't tell which one was which. Which? Yeah, now they're color-coordinated, which, honestly... One of the best decisions they've ever Agreed. made. <laughs> yeah. Tell these motherfuckers apart. And then, like, I think, was it the Nick show? I, or or Rise? 
I think each turtle is actually a different, tur- or maybe it was a live action one. Each turtle is like a different turtle species. I think it's Rise. I think it's Rise is, is the one where they're all different turtles. Which, that's an interesting concept where uh, I kind of wish they would do more with that, where that would turtle. maybe feed into their skills. Yeah, like, like yeah, Raph would be like a snapping turtle. Leo would be like an eastern box turtle. I could see... Uh, who do you think would be a sea turtle? Donnie or Mikey? Mikey I think Mikey. Would be sea turtle. Mikey would be a sea turtle, and then like Donnie could be like a I don't know, like a red-eared slider or some shit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think. Or a, a desert turtle, tortoise, or something. Like. Let, let me ask you this about the the show that's coming out. Now, do you think mm-hmm. this show is canon? Do you think it's going to change up things? It's canon. Okay. Do you think it's going to be the same style as the movie, or do you think they're going to go 2D with it? I think they're going to make a 2D version of this style. Okay. So, because I also, my only concern... Now, if they keep the style, shit, God bless. I would not be mad at that at all. I would be happy, but I I could see, like, you know, like I said, everything starts as... I mean, well, they have all the assets already. So they might just. Keep My the style. thought is like, are they going to go Marvel with it? Where like you need to watch this show to understand the second movie, or are all the things within this mo- in the show going to be pretty explainable or like not not uh, essential for the sequel story? Because I I would rather them wait to use Shredder in the movie than use the show. I agree. I agree. That makes me wonder what the plot of the show is which the only other thing i could think is you do half life of life half setting up the crack i think i learned um oh wait no you could do foot clan that'd be a that'd be an interim that makes sense like if if the season if the show is like the season between the movie you could have the foot clan be like the mystery while they're trying you know balancing being a student and a superhero setting up the foot clan the mystery of that and then have shredder be the big bad in the movie because like i i have the same question about what the fuck they're doing with that knuckles tv show that's also going to mm-hmm. be on Paramount. i'm like Be- between that and sonic 3 because that comes out and will the, if it's canon will the show stand on its own or will they do that thing where it's like we're gonna have this whole eight to ten episode season and then the finale where they're gonna meet shredder you gotta watch the movie to find out what happens at the finale and then come back next season after the, I, the aftermath yeah, I I think that, remember how Agents of Shield did that when uh Winter Soldier came out. I think they're gonna do it like that because that's just good marketing. Okay. It, and if it, if it's the same team, I think that if it's the same because I think they're keeping mm-hmm. the kids, I like which that. is good because they're super talented. But if they're keeping the same like team from the movie, just moving them to a longer format and then back to the movie, all it really is is just a budget difference. Yeah, I wonder if um old girl. Well, I we can't do anything now because right. But when they come yeah. back. I wonder if uh, all yeah. the actors are going to return. Like, is old girl going to return as uh, April? I, mean, she's doing I hope so. I mean, she has time. Yeah. She's like I mean, she's busy as shit, but I, I feel like getting AO to do it, despite how busy her schedule is, uh, I think she would have enough time yeah. to do it. I think it'd be fine. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Any any other high praise for Turtles? It's great. No, I'm, I it. loved it. 
almost as much as Spider-Verse, and I can't wait for the sequel and the TV show, because now I'm invested. I gotta watch the show. Hey, Editing Will here. Uh, in the post, there's a little bit of a minor snafu with air and sound that I'm going to hopefully fix in this upcoming two-parter. But if you want to know his socials, he's on Instagram at the real Aaron Alexander. He's on TikTok at Aaron Alexander 64. You can also find him on the Real Rejects YouTube channel, uh, doing some reactions. So go support my co-host. Yeah, if you're looking for me, you can find me at uh, Will the Greatest on Instagram, uh, Will dot the Greatest on TikTok, and uh, Will the Greatest on YouTube. Um, don't forget to like the show. Share the show with your friends, rate the show positively, uh, and leave a comment with the hashtag AskA. So one more time, call to action. Uh, don't forget to like the show, share the show with your friends, rate the show positively, and leave a comment with the hashtag AskA so maybe we'll answer it next time on the show. That's been us for this podcast. We will see you all in the next one.